0: Oh, I still have that coconut oil aftertaste in my mouth.
1: That's the worst taste ever.
0: I hate coconut. I like coconut oil, but when I'm not expecting or want it, yeah, it's just like a weird thing that lingers. Okay, anyway, <laughs> welcome to X Men Evolution. Wait, you were recording six. that? Yeah, <laughs> Cool, I know what our cold open is. Welcome to X-Men Evolution, episode 6 of Cyclops is Waiting For Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast. I'm Rod. I'm tired, but a little less tired because I'm hydrated now.
1: And I am JC. You can follow me on all socials at the John Carl, thejohncarle, T-H-E-J-O-H-N-C-A-R-L-E. And we also have links in our link tree that has every one of our stuff. I'm pretty sure I stole the name Expert from another podcast and they haven't yelled at us yet. (laughs) So Cyclops is Waiting for Me is our weekly podcast series where we are going back and watching every single X-Men animated episode that we can find along with other bonus episodes that may not actually be X-Men cartoons, but feature the X-Men. Our first series started with the original 1992 X-Men the animated series, which is building up to the release of X-Men 97, which at the time of this recording is still scheduled for later this year. Very specific by saying the time of this recording. But since we're not there yet, we need to find some other shows to cover.
0: Some quick reminders, we're a recap show about a series that started over 20 years ago. There will be spoilers. If you don't want it spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and come back. And we're currently not sponsored or affiliated with Marvel, Marvel Animation, Disney or Disney Plus in any way.
1: Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook still on two of those trash fires. Of course, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast service. And if you want to support the show, we do have affiliate links in all of our uploads. The majority of those are for X-Men 92, between toys and resin statues and, and stuff. For X-Men Evolution, if you don't have Disney+, Plus and you want to buy the episodes, you'll give us a cool 4 to $0.05 cents per purchase
0: on that. <laughs> nice will spend it all we will spend it all at once because it'll probably just straight go straight to how
1: much you and i have put into production on this show <laughs> yeah. to just pay back what our cost has been so far yeah
0: <laughs> so to get absorbed that's nice now into the show today we're going to be talking about season one episode six titled middleverse it aired january 27th 2001 and currently says a 6.9 nice star rating on imdb and so like we said the last one was the last of the millennia and this is the first right
1: of this millennia, millennia yes yeah.
0: any marvel animated show too not
1: just of x-men it oh, was any yeah. shows running this was the last of the previous millennia and then first of this one nice and And they were uh, both a 6.9 rating i believe right
0: (laughs) oh oh, yeah was that was the last one i can't remember
1: oh oh, i'm sorry you know what it was because when i edit the scripts i take the ones from the previous recording so as you as the lead host on this one Mm -hmm. i think it was the previous one was also a 6.9 rating for your last hosted episode gotcha
0: Yep. I, I, I was excited about this episode specifically because originally our mutual friend Scott wanted to be a guest on this one. However, he, we could say who Scott is, right? Yes. Yeah. He has Scott from NerdSync. Scott and I from NerdSync. However, he is very busy, like weeks away from getting married so selfish yeah
1: right <laughs> scott
0: yeah. so selfish of you to not
1: take time away from your wedding right. <laughs> prep to be on our shitty podcast
0: and i get it i'm, I'm just a groomsman in that wedding and I, I i feel like i also have like a lot of planning to do but he spoke very highly of this episode he said it was one of his favorites and so i was pretty excited to get into this and also once again nightcrawler always makes for a better episode
1: i had no idea what to expect from the episode from the title
0: yet again yeah i I feel like even after watching it, I don't have 100% understanding of what was happening.
1: I get it now. I guess you didn't have to worry about, like, clickbaity episode titles, like what we do in the modern era. Yeah. But I was like, what the fuck is Middleverse? I've heard of the Microverse. Yeah, like, yeah. those those were things in Marvel. And we've heard of, like, the Mojoverse. But I was like, what the fuck is the Middleverse? <laughs> and we got our answer. So The
0: best part is, this so far is the most coherent title of an episode. We're only, what, six episodes in?
1: I don't know. I'd say it's like... I'd say we're 50-50. This is the most obvious. Yeah. The rogue one I thought was good, and then the blob one was, like, the fat-shaming
0: episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's that. But yeah, but the, This one, actually, it was, like, it was just straight up, this is the place we're going to go for the majority of the episode, even though we don't know what it is. But, yeah, this episode, it opens up at Bayville High School. I'm starting to get used to the differences in the settings. Yes. The schools, because I'm currently editing, like, I don't know, like, a third or fourth episode right now. And yep. I, every time we go to high school i'm like oh yeah that's not bayville <laughs> i get it wrong every single time <laughs> yeah
1: you were really thrown off that raven darkholm was not the principal in chicago in the second episode yeah yeah, the, the,
0: yeah it, there's more like there was something i was like oh didn't they destroy that thing there nope that was another school okay but the i, I call them the x crew I don't know, the x-men crew that are at the high school the x-men yeah the x-men yeah. in incognito are sitting at lunch together all talking about if they're going to go to Duncan Matthews' party, which I yeah. guess is the quarterback from the first episode. Correct. The, the kid
1: who is concussed with the crack in his helmet. That's right. yeah. so he's, he's finally recovered from that.
0: Yeah, so I guess if he's not a mutant in this series, they're just setting him up to be, like, the It guy. I don't know, the popular kid or something.
1: He is Freddie Prince Jr. from She's All That to Me. Yeah. That is his character, essentially.
0: And I like a little detail that they don't address directly, but if you're kind of paying attention, you kind of get Spike is chugging milk, and he's taking everyone else's milk, because presumably it takes a lot of fucking calcium to make all the bone spikes that he's throwing out. Rod you get internet bonus points because that was something that was mentioned
1: in three of the four websites that we referenced for trivia. Oh, nice. And I know you don't do research, so oh, no. yeah. <laughs> props props to you because that was what was shared across those websites. And it said it was intentional to show the energy spent from his body to maintain what he's going through. The only thing I didn't like, they call it mood juice. And that was like, ah. no, no teenager is actually going to say that.
0: Maybe I, you know what it, what it gives is in the '90s, and once again, even though this is a 2000-2001 show, this is probably like produced largely in the '90s. It was easily yeah. written in the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Adults gauging what lingo for '90s kids were was at the time. Like muju sounds like that, but we also energy.
1: do get a joke about that later, which we'll come back to. Yeah, and um, not about muju, about yeah. kid slang.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and. No. Scott is quickly becoming the Scott we know. This is the episode where he <laughs> felt like our Scott. So he's wor- he's like we shouldn't go because he gives a lot of reasons. The one of the ones I took a note about was what if someone gets too close to Kurt and feels his fur, and I I guess just because it's a cartoon,
1: you forget the fur is there because they don't animate it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, also that it's a hologram. Yeah, like, I don't think of it that way. I just think of it like oh, he just transforms like Mystique or something. Mm-hmm and then he he. this is a good point he makes he points at the other table because of course the other crew of kids are sitting together too and he's like what if they try to start something which is a pretty battle. likely scenario yeah yeah because that's why they're there they're being gathered to start trouble with the x-men <laughs> what i did
1: also like about the scene is kitty's like i want to go and they're like you can't go you're a freshman
0: yeah which sets up what we thought before where everyone else are if not upperclassmen at least not freshmen
1: Right. So we get the confirmation that Kitty's the freshman. Kurt is either a sophomore or junior, because he's still definitely younger than the other two. And then we know that Scott and Gene have to be either juniors or seniors because they are old enough to drive.
0: Gene and the rest of them, So this is how you know like, you're being the the fuddy-duddy in this, is that Gene's like, we should go, you know, and everyone's trying to convince him to go. Nightcrawler is just, he's trying to be, they're setting him up more and more to be the class clown. Yes. And so he gets up on the table, he starts dancing. And then, I guess I did... I don't know how this hologram watch works. His tail shows, and Scott's like, dude, chill. I, I got the impression
1: the tail never went away. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just, like, focused on disguising his hair and his skin yeah. and stuff like that. And that he was just always really good at, like,
0: keeping it in his pants, for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> yeah, totally different context, but yeah. yeah. and yeah. And Kurt even, he stops, it's like, his boundary was the tail he's like dude you pulled my tail which is funny because the way they animated kurt is the same look i remember when, Lu- when i first got lucia like and she's a kitten and she would like run away i would try to catch her. i wasn't trying to grab her tail but i try to catch her and she'd run and i'd accidentally like like get her tail for a second and she would just stop and give me the same look that kurt gave scott's like what the fuck you know obviously we don't have tails and right so it's a it must just be a super like violating feeling you know
1: Well, because isn't it, if you grab something with a tail and you grab it by the base, it's not
0: as painful for them, but if you grab the end, it, like, hurts like hell? Probably, yeah, and i'm not even completely sure if it's pain or if it's just because like, i know cats use their tails for balance i'm assuming nightcrawler is similar because he's so aerobic you know yeah uh, when
1: he, when he's hanging from chandeliers to right. grab
0: pancakes and such yeah yeah
1: and then kirk gets pissed and teleports away one thing i did want to point out just for 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 sake of saying it quicksilver has already transferred over to the school and is sitting with the bad kids
0: yeah yeah he's already yeah. part of the crew he's assimilated right away yeah and then my note here was scart scart sta- scott starts yelling that's the cyclops we know yep yep that is our scott to a t right there one person that wasn't with the group of the the villain crew was rogue we catch up with her she's reading dracula (laughs) she's by herself like under the trees reading dracula next to like kind of an entrance to a basement that happens to teleport into which. I guess we get the the feeling that he was just so flustered by the argument he had with scott that he didn't teleport to once again just got lucky that he didn't teleport into a wall
1: i don't think the cartoon is going to address the danger of him doing the unseen teleport i I get that vibe you got to end
0: up somewhere where he didn't expect to
1: yeah but did you notice her reaction isn't based off the sound of the bamf it's the smell smell yeah which is the first time that that's been addressed really because did she i forget did she say sulfur i don't remember if she said it or i inserted that in there Mm -hmm. but she definitely gives a a reaction with her face that there's a scent
0: that is is what attracted her attention and for whatever reason, if you, you don't know what sulfur smells like, it's rotten eggs. There's probably at least a little bit. I know it's not, and there's brimstone and stuff for, with Nightcrawler, but like yes. if, it, if it is a sulfur smell, there's like a little bit, at least an air of like a rotten egg thing or something. If
1: it's like sulfur coming out of the ground, yes, but it's not like the sulfur of fireworks. Like I, yeah, those yeah. are two different things. So I've been to like a hot springs when I was young and I was lucky enough to get to go to Australia and those smell like ash they smell like <laughs> filthy horrible egg smells you just bathe in it no these these were though like oh the hot, like hot, your hot, skin hot, will hot rot the off the of you if okay. you go into them yeah this, this, these are like the not safe hot
0: springs <laughs> so you're saying it's exfoliating They're <laughs> literally not yeah. what i was saying so kurt he he teleports into that the basement room in a bunch of boxes but because he didn't know where he's going he like falls and he breaks his hologram watch and, and he starts he, glitching which was a cool effect glitches and he eventually just completely gives out and he goes goes completely blue again. He hears It's called going fur. We're going fur. <laughs> Not a skin. Yeah. he does, I don't know if I don't think he knows it's Rogue, but he hears someone coming into the basement, so he panics and teleports through another set of doors that he sees in there.
1: Yeah, I got the impression he didn't know it was Rogue. I feel like if he knew it was Rogue, he would give
0: fewer fucks because she yeah. has seen him teleport and such. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so he goes inside this is just another one of those like '90s Y2K TV tropes that you just have to kind of suspend your dis- disbelief for. There's like a lab a d- in the basement that no one has explored for 30 years behind a door that says "Stay out." Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, it says "Stay out," so i will just gonna stay out. And it's basically like a. It looks like a control center. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. And he, even though all the control center stuff isn't, it doesn't look like it's operational. There's like a laser alarm thing that. I guess he couldn't see or just didn't pay attention to because we could clearly see it. It was the only bright red thing in that room. I got the impression he wasn't paying attention. Was yeah. just because it's Kurt. And he, he trips it and then all of a sudden all the equipment turns on and someone pops up on the screen which I suspected who it was but I didn't want to guess too early but mm-hmm. I was right. It was like something something 1978. January 22nd 1978 and it looked like he was essentially like vlogging was the
1: best way I yeah, could describe right. it i did try to look up and i didn't see anything that was significant around that day in particular literally the top result is if you search you know january 22nd 1978 x-men it references this episode
0: maybe it was just like either they picked it randomly or it was like somebody on set's like kid's birthday or something yeah and yeah i I could not find a specific reference
1: for that so
0: But then it says, like, self-destruct will initiate in 10 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, dude. like really fast. uh,
1: That's actually the only thing I consider, like, a plot hole in this episode was, what was the point
0: of setting a self-destruct in the lab? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he just didn't want people to find his research. I don't know. But the get out sign worked. Yeah? Or stay out sign worked. Yeah, stay out worked for, like, you know, (laughs) 20-something years, so...
1: Yeah, because this aired in 2000, so let's assume he was, you know, this was 99, 2000. Yeah. So 21, 22 years, basically.
0: And this is when Rogue is approaching. She's inside the basement. She's approaching the stay outdoors, and she she's going to go in. But then it explodes. It throws her back. Kurt somehow doesn't die, even though he was, like, right next to it.
1: Yep. It was enough to blow, like, cases of the computers
0: apart. And the door open. Yeah. Kurt
1: is durable.
0: Right. And so it was one piece of machinery they find while they're checking the, the stuff at the lab. I put decimated lab, picks up the one unbroken thing. Yeah. So Rogue picks it up at first, starts fighting Kurt for it. Which um, Kurt got really defensive about that thing
1: for no reason, I feel like.
0: Yeah, he, had, he didn't really have anything invested in that, I guess. Huh. And it was Rogue, he just didn't want her to have it because he perceives her as like one of the villains or something. Yeah, one of the bad kids. And But I feel in- like they're like they're bad kids but they're not like
1: full-fledged super villains yet yeah yeah they just like toad disagree. is probably the biggest like shit bag of the group
0: mm-hmm. yeah and even he's not that bad he's just kind of like Heath ledger's joker he just kind of likes to see shit burn I,
1: I wouldn't really say that somebody is not that bad followed by the description of being keith ledger's <laughs> joker personally get,
0: what, what do i mean like not he's not trying to be like magneto or something he's just like let's see what happens you know yes he's
1: like he's chaos. an agent of chaos i would agree yeah. with that but i would not say
0: <laughs> ledger's
1: joker killed a shit ton of people yeah, let's yeah. be real
0: so i i feel like though oh, and we see this in this episode that toad is not too far from that like if it's if it piques his interest not specifically to kill people but to just he's like oh what happened yeah what happens if i do this okay. yeah and in their tussle over this machine it shoots kurt and i think rogue straight up thinks she killed him she definitely thinks she killed him no doubt um, no doubt in my mind she's not very worried about i mean she's freaked out but not like she's not uh she's not remorseful yeah so
1: i feel like this is like one of those like true crime stories of like Oh, there was an accidental murder, and then a bunch of cover-up scenarios Yeah. of like, oh, I just didn't get caught for twenty years, and then finally the evidence popped up. So yeah, I did it. Like yeah. I felt like she was very
0: much in that kind of vibe. And she drops the machine not because she feels bad. It, I got the vibe not because she felt bad about shooting Kurt, but that she didn't want to have happen to her. Whatever. Happened <laughs> yeah, I think she just didn't want to like accidentally shoot herself with it. Yeah. And then Kurt is in what he called the Twilight Zone, which I think was like a really good description because everything was like wavy and foggy and he couldn't quite tell what there were. And it looked like there were ghosts of people walking around, but you, yeah. you start realizing they were ghosts of current students like the right. walk through.
1: walked through. And like when it was the whole 78 thing, my thought was like, oh, did he get teleported back to 78? It was seeing like ghosts of 78. But then I was like, those kids aren't dressed like 78. They're dressed as like the animated 2000 kids were. He sees Kitty walk by with Spike. They're literally talking about, like, oh, both of them need to chill out, and he tries to touch Kitty and goes, like, right
0: through her. Yeah, so he's basically in the Upside Down, for any Stranger Things fans. is It's, like, the same world, but you're not occupying the same physical space. Right. In the real world... Well, real quick, there are flashes where... It
1: was, like, I had to look, like, on, like, double tapping my spacebar to get through it. Uh But he, like, there's a flash, there's Rogue, there's the face on the screen. And then there was something that, like, I literally could not pinpoint it because of the way Disney's Uh app works. Like, you literally can't do, like, you know, hit left or right to go one frame at a time, at Uh least on the the desktop version of it. And there was one thing I could not figure out what the fuck it was in that flash. But it was, like, three rapid-fire images Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I didn't notice that at all. I was just, like, flashing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Rogue's face, and then the face from the monitor earlier, and then a mm. third one, which something may have been Rogue, and it was just closer, but I couldn't tell for sure.
0: Gotcha. Back in the real world, Toad is trying to eat a bug off the ground and almost gets run over by Mystique because it's on her parking space. Yeah, and I literally wrote the
1: exact same phrase.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she's just like, you're not allowed to be around here. Not because... Is a teacher's parking lot, but because she doesn't want him to drool on her car, which is is very valid.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because I I feel like that shit's got to be toxic.
0: Yeah, but also like if you buy a nice car, and this is a really gross kid, like they've acknowledged several times that he smells. Yeah, so (laughs) I'm amazed
1: that like part of her like you know rules of being on the bad kids club isn't just that like. Oh, if you don't shower more, I'm going to even kick you out of our fucked
0: up group. Right? It's like you need to shower at least once a month. Yeah, <laughs> and then your teeth up. are way too yellow right now, sir. Yeah, yeah, his tongue's green. And then we catch up with Rogue. She this is a, a testament to like what we said earlier about how she didn't want to have happened to her or what happened to Kurt. She's like she has the machine at the end of a broom, and she's like on the it out stick. Yeah, yeah, on the stick part. Which um.
1: let's be real, the size of that thing. That's got to be hard as shit to balance on, like, the edge of a broomstick.
0: It seems like it would be heavy, right?
1: Yeah, or just, like, uneasy. Like, if you, like, take a turn or go up a flight of stairs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's impressive, I guess. But she tries to throw it out and just misses the trash can.
0: Yeah, because it's probably heavy. Heavy. Yeah. And she doesn't, so for our, in our knowledge, she doesn't have that Carol Danvers energy now, right? So she's not strong.
1: Yeah, um, all, all we know is she absorbed Cody. She absorbed Nightcrawler. She absorbed Scott, and part of Blob too, right? Because that's what gave her the the strength. Right. Yeah, yeah. But but they all seem to be like fleeting and disappearing. Like she yeah. hasn't done like the extended pull yet.
0: So to that little asterisk, I don't. Now that we're settled into what six episodes of the show with all the yeah. kids, I don't think I want to see her put Carol Danvers into a coma in the series again. Get, well, just because, like, it's a kid. Like, I don't know. It just it seems like it'd be too dark for this show, you know? I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll probably do it. I don't know. But, like, I've gotten used to these being, like, accepting that these are teenagers. And I don't know if I want to see that kind of trauma happen.
1: <laughs> What's funny is, like, the whole Carol Danvers thing, I always got the impression that happened when she was only, like, 19. And that's yeah. why she didn't have the control over her powers in X-Men 92. That's but right. the way that the animation studio worked, they didn't change enough about her to to give the physical appearance change on it. They just they just changed the outfit. Because she yeah, did talk more like a kid in those early
0: episodes. Yeah, they definitely animated Or in that adult. flashback
1: of the episode. Yeah.
0: They definitely animated her more adult. <laughs> yeah. Well by the way, that's another funny thing. Your hero clicks thing with the meme wolverine on yes. TikTok. I don't know if you've looked in the comments there. There's a couple guys arguing about what picture should be in that frame. And I think I think it's all misunderstanding because someone made a joke of like I guess they didn't see that there was a picture in there so they thought that it was just blank or something
1: oh yes i did see that there was uh there was an argument going in
0: there and i i think i just liked all of them but i haven't been (laughs) back in over a week so basically like one of the guys was like shame there isn't a picture of rogue in there and someone else tried to you know correct him he's like oh it's actually gene and cyclops and he's like oh that was the joke or whatever but then i think the original person posted they meant like the booty shot of rogue oh your favorite meme
1: from the show (laughs) yeah The one that Joe Russo decided to research, yeah.
0: <laughs> I There's not a whole lot of research you have to do for it. That was all over the internet. It's like, wow, these animators... Well, no, Joe different. was saying
1: he needed to find an OnlyFans that oh, replicated right, that shot, so... Yeah, yeah, and there's, there's probably
0: 20 of them. So right <laughs> We were at then, a
1: party with a few the other day, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, right. Toad walks up right as the, the machine falls out of the dumpster, and he's just like, hey, what's this? And Rogue basically says, like, oh, I, I killed Kurt with that thing. <laughs> yeah she
1: says there's one less x-men to push us around
0: yeah which they're very casual about it toe's not like oh shit man you you just like murk someone man no he was He's
1: like i like I, I don't know if he said cool but he was definitely like okay with it like zero yeah. hesitation picks it up and he shot the dumpster and it disappeared right. which thank god he was like all right
0: well i guess i'm not going to
1: stand on like the side that shoots so
0: yeah he's not an idiot at least and then in the hallway of the school and in the real world gene and scott are talking and gene says that scott should probably apologize to kurt because he was being kind of a dick and scott's just like but he's always playing around and gene's like is that the worst thing a teenager could do basically i mean i forgot her actual words but she was like it was like
1: is it's not not worth losing a friend over
0: yeah yeah it's also not a crime to be playful and kid. And also, like,
1: here's the thing, I would get if they were on the battlefield of, like, something super dangerous and it happened, mm-hmm. but it's like, he survived this long being fucking blue right. of anybody. He's, like, the one who's, like, least worried about being in danger from all this shit. You're, you're just a fucking douchebag with, like, a, you know,
0: a weird haircut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know scott's like oh yeah maybe i was too hard on him but they get interrupted because two students run out of the bathroom and they're like oh my god there's a ghost and it's blue and hairy and scott's like see motherfucking night crawler or kurt or whatever yeah yeah he said motherfucking kurt (laughs) right (laughs) you like my paraphrases of the show
1: no your paraphrases are great i'm I'm assuming it's literally
0: the exact script when i hear it and they go to look for him but he's not in there and scott's like fine go find him
1: also again boundaries gene yeah, runs the, into the men's
0: room right and scott's like go find him and so she i don't know what her range is it seems like it's pretty far because they they do the school they do like the mansion they do something yeah other it went all the
1: way aware. to the mansion so
0: we're, it's all stuff that we're familiar with with the show and she's like he's not really anywhere which in the 92 series meant he's dead
1: dead or <laughs> or country. unconscious remember yeah. there was something where somebody couldn't be detected and they 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 said it could be unconscious too it was yeah. like it was like oh when Storm was missing in the yeah, alternate dimension thing.
0: And so I guess they figure like well they know that he can't teleport so far out of range that fast so it's strange it's peculiar to them that she can't find him. And Scott looks over and sees like the villain crew hanging he's like I bet they had something to do with it and just and just picks a fight with yeah. no actual evidence. <laughs> it's it's our Scott. We got yeah. our Scott. Our
1: Scott. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the first episode where it felt like our Scott. So I feel like whoever the writer was on the this one definitely got like a little bit more inspiration from the cartoon Scott as opposed yep. to the comic Scott who was not as known for being Yelly, at least.
0: Yeah. And so they get into pretty much like, like a normal school fight. I think Avalanche starts to do like a little earthquake but not enough to draw attention to uh, yeah. from other people.
1: And um, then kids all started doing the stereotypical fight, 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 fight
0: yeah. chant. Yeah. Which never actually hurt in real life, if I'm being honest. I don't know if I had either. I mean, we we definitely egged on fights, but I don't know if we started a chant or not.
1: I feel like the chant would attract attention of the teachers, which is what you didn't want to have happen.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a shot that I thought that Jean was just going to go Phoenix on everybody, but it, it looked like it, nothing actually happened because no one said anything about it. No one noticed. Maybe her hair just flared up. Her hair started flaring, but it yeah. didn't. it didn't fire flare.
1: It was just like her hair was elevating. Which yeah. also, all the worries they had about people using powers and such, she was using a power. Hair does not na- normally do that. And, right. But of course, you know, Scott isn't going to yell at her. Of all the people, he's not going right. to fucking yell at her.
0: So The fight gets broken up by Mystique, or I guess uh, Principal Darkholm. Is it Darkholm? Yeah, Darkholm. Yep. And... She she gets pissed. And at first, when she's like, you two in my office, I thought she meant like Blob and Avalanche. Yeah,
1: same. I thought she was going to be like, what are you guys starting a fight with the X-Men for? And then yeah. it was like, oh, no, she's actually disciplining the, the X-Kids. Yeah, Scott and Jean. We and Rogue know. watched them as they were getting pulled oh, yeah, yeah. away.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, from, like, behind a locker or something.
1: You see that Kurt is still in this, like, weird ghost world thing, mm-hmm. and he's, like, trying to concentrate, and he can't teleport out of it.
0: Like, he's trying oh, yeah. to, and it just won't let him do it. We catch up with Toad in Principal Darkholm's office, and he's just shooting furniture, but he's also in, like, his supervillain outfit. Yeah, he, he changed outfits. He went into, like, so evil mode. And he's just like having fun. I guess it's better he's shooting furniture than just random kids. Maybe. Yeah, he hasn't actually gone to the like the murder phase yet. Right. And then he and we said this in the first episode that he was featured in the you know really cool animation where he like hops out like a little frog of the room when he hears people coming. Yeah, and, like, and her oh. entire office is fucking missing. I love that reaction. She's like, what the, what the hell? Like what, What? what's happening here? Cause even it's so bizarre. The mystique is confused. She's
1: like, cause she's like ready to fucking go. As she's walking into the room with them, she ca- uh-huh. starts to give like the anti Xavier speech of like, I don't care what kind of influence he has. She's not really revealing she's mystique. It's just like, I know your boy is powerful, but I don't care. And then instantly like the, the mystique we know who loves all the finer things in life is just fucking livid that all of her stuff is not there.
0: Yeah. Then in the middle verse, Kurt is walking around and he's like, why is furniture raining? Because yeah. I guess it teleports above. instead. Of it like all felt like it dropped
1: into the same spot within the, the middle verse. Like, yeah, it's like there's, there's a filing cabinet and stuff like that. And Scott sees Toad use the teleport gun on the car. And then all of a sudden, Kurt has to dodge the car landing on him. And that's where Gene and Scott actually see Kurt dodging. They see oh, that in right.
0: they see that in the principal's office. Yeah, he moves from like left to right. Yeah, and the they're like, "What was that? Like, it looked, it looked like a ghost." Yeah, I don't understand how the physics of the middle verse work. To be
1: totally honest, because it it like teleported inconsistently but consistently. Like it teleported where Kurt was, but not where it would be later. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was like it was teleporting to the center of that hallway. But Gene
0: and Scott saw it in the principal's office. I am ninety nine percent certain they did not consider this, but this would be an explanation that made sense. Is that you know when because of the way like planets and the earth rotates and stuff, I've heard like a lot of like math friends say that if we do figure out time travel, we also have to figure out physics because otherwise you would time travel to like the middle of space.
1: So the only counter I have to that is if you were going off of that theory, it would already be too far away the moment and a half it took for it to happen. We would already be like miles
0: out from where we were based on... Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm like certain that they didn't consider that, but maybe that's the only explanation something had changed. Which is
1: why space is terrifying. Right. (laughs) Because imagine it's like in a second, it's like, oh, now you're in the middle of space and Earth is just barreling away before you've even frozen to death like your Star-Lord.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) In the middle verse, Kurt runs into the kid from the computer screen.
1: Who literally looks like Kelso
0: from that 70s show. Oh, I can see that. Yeah.
1: He was, you know, a more
0: tan skin version of Kelso to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And it confirms my suspicion from before. He's like, "Hey, I'm Forge." I was like, "Okay, I didn't want to say it, but what, like,
1: what made you think it was Forge?" Because I actually didn't think that until it happened, until the reveal happened.
0: Maybe it's just baked into my brain because of the '92 series. But it's like, he his first appearance was on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if necessarily was that was his first appearance on '92, but it was like when I think of Forge in the '92 show, I think of him being on like a com screen. Interesting. And because um, it, it was, it was not his first appearance. His first appearance yeah. was going into his lab with Days of Future Past stuff. And just somebody with a lab. And then also, like, in my canon of knowledge, and this was so, like, a bizarre technical thing. That's what I know Forge from is, like, when it's, like, time travel or, you know, multiversal travel or whatever, whatever this is. Right. And it was a cool way. I mentioned this in the previous episode. This was a cool way to handle time traveling or what's traditionally time traveling characters. Because... He can both be older and the same age now, the way they did this. Yes. So he's still the same age he was when he got teleported back there in 78.
1: Which we got to assume is
0: probably junior, senior year, probably. Mm-hmm. And he turns his arm into, like, a Swiss army knife, basically?
1: like a. So Kurt reveals his mutant power to Forge because, like, uh-huh. Forge is, like, creeped out that there's another person there. And then Forge is like, oh, cool, me too. And he shows, like, his fully, like, The arm transformed very much like cyborg would in the Justice League movies to me. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it came out of like an organic look to it, but it was way more advanced than what we saw from 92 Forge, where it was just like parts of his arm were robotic, but it was not like bio organic expansion and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because in 92, like he made those things, right? Like he made those limbs. Yeah. This one. He, maybe he made it but the vibe that it got from this first introduction was like this was like part of it like th- this was like part of the mutation you know like
1: yeah in 92 when his leg gets messed up like it's installed in him but it's not like transforming and stuff like that yeah
0: yeah back in the real world gene scott spike and kitty are chasing toad and i believe this is the first time kitty's called shadow cat right yes
1: gene? right and for some reason i i didn't do skip intro on this one and i did realize in the intro that they actually address her as shadow cat as opposed to kitty pride mm-hmm. and yeah i mean that was it was interesting because i don't know if you saw on the instagram comments there was a classic cover from when she was in her shadow cat era and she like basically made her own costume okay. and it was one of the ugliest things i had ever fucking seen and i was like who the hell is that and they're like that's shadow cat And i'm like Did nobody tell her this is the worst costume in history? Like, she literally had roller skates on her
0: costume. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's more of a, to me, that's more of like a Dazzler thing, you know? If Uh, if, if anybody was going to have roller skates.
1: Dazzler would eventually have it, but this was like when a teenager thinks it's cool, so at least Dazzler was like fashionable with it. This was just like, I don't know, a a clown trunk (laughs) blew up on her. It was bad. (laughs) I was very much judging Shadowcat at that point that's so funny
0: yeah yeah and that so right now we're going to get a bunch of fast transitions between the middle verse and the real world in the middle verse forge reveals to kurt that he's been stuck there since 78 and that he he doesn't know how like he doesn't know exactly how he got stuck there but once he got stuck there the lab was shut down so he had no shot well
1: he made the trans-dimensional projector and he called this a pocket universe which Mm -hmm kind of hits a little bit on like the quantum realm from ant-man
0: a little yeah, bit yeah very much a similar vibe to it except nobody else is there <laughs> <laughs> and you can see like kind of echoes of the the real world and which also
1: i hope they explore this how did that dude not go effing crazy being there for 20 years by himself watching shit go around beyond him and he was only able to go to certain parts of it like he didn't get free like I live in a ghost world, but I could walk across the entire planet and see my family and stuff. It was like, no, he was stuck at
0: like half the school. Yeah. They they did do, they did make like a little bit of a creepy comment because Kurt saw two cute girls walk by. The girls walk into the, the women's locker room and Kurt's like, how far does this go? And, and Forge is like, just shy of the women's locker room. Like, good. wait wait, where were you going with that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think we all knew where the horny 14 year old was going with it so i was like
0: oh man do you think that was legit or do you think he lied just to stop Kirk from being a scumbag you know i don't know oh that's a good question now because because of how we know forge is always like more level-headed except for the one weird wimpy alternate forge alternate future forge doesn't count it that seems like something he would have handled he'd be like yeah like don't don't do that i don't want to like Change the way i think about you right now because you're, you're the only other person i've seen in 20 some odd years
1: but he also mentions that they can get out of there but he needs help from the other side so he's obviously never been able to to do that by himself
0: and with kurt's teleportation powers he said he can make a machine that will allow him to teleport into the real world for just a moment and we'll see later he wasn't kidding about the moment no it was a moment yeah <laughs> back in the real world gene does wrangle the machine from toad in their whole pursuit in the woods, I guess, they're next to the school. Mm -hmm. Rogue reveals that she's the... So they're accusing Toad of doing it because he's the one that they see like shooting all the cars and stuff. Which is a... I
1: mean, don't get me wrong. Scott has falsely accused two people already. This Uh actually makes sense. I could totally then be like, yeah, you shot that fountain Uh as as we were chasing you and it disappeared.
0: We know you did this shit. And then Rogue kind of confesses. She's like, no, it was me. I'm the one that did it. It wasn't his fault very casually accepts the blame for it too yeah and they let toad go she takes him to the lab so this is where well they had to cut a deal
1: because it uh-huh. was if you don't let him go i'm not going to tell you what happened to your right. friend yeah yeah so but she, she really it's not like they were gonna kill him anyway it's like it's the fucking x-men they're the good right. guys
0: yeah and she's living up to her name in the show so far she's like we can't tell what side she's on i i don't or she's not really on anybody's side she's her own side
1: yeah She's, she's she's stuck with the bad kids but she's not like teamed up with the bad kids.
0: Yeah, so she wants Toad to be let go but she. you also get this air of like she's still trying to help Kurt if there's a chance that he's alive because she takes them to the lab. She probably feels yeah. guilty as shit to be honest. Right, that she just shot someone. <laughs> <laughs> Who disappeared and disintegrated. Yeah. Yeah. And then once again, this is a Scott that we know. She's like, here's the machine and he's like, cool, let's shoot it. Huh? No one questioned it. No one questioned it. They were like, Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. The only person that does question Kitty. it is Kitty. Kitty's like, I could phase into it, and it would just quietly go. And <laughs> Right. And Scott's like, no, let's shoot it. And what was it Kitty's like, what is it with boys and explosions? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I mean, a hundred percent. That was like fucking fireworks as a teenager. Sure. I yeah. will blow up old computers. Like
0: that was a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, we see those with old C R T monitors that were broken. Like I you had take a-, a sledgehammer to it.
1: Dude, I had a kid in my high school who literally made a potato cannon.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. One of our yeah. school projects were catapults. I still don't know. I, it was probably chalked up to science. But Jesus I
1: Christ. Middle middle of the country, man. <laughs> right? Yep. Oh, yeah, we're going to build a trebuchet
0: this week. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find the picture. If I can find it, maybe we'll post it on like a stories on the, the account. Or something. There's a picture of all of us like making things that are way too dangerous for teenagers to have in real life. And it was in like the yearbook. Like catapults, us. yeah. Yeah, you no, know, no, yeah. It's like, it's like, look at us play with catapults. And somehow none of us got injured from it. Luckily, Forge and Nightcrawler are in like the middle verse area of that where they can see the ghosts of the team almost blowing up the projector. And they're like, we got to hurry. And Forge is like, what we need to do is reset the machine so that when you go back, you have to really quick tell him that he needs to reset it, not destroy it, because I only have two double A's. And you go back for a moment.
1: That means he was saving those double A's for 20 years. Right?
0: I don't. Do double A's last that long? God, no. They start spouting acid after like six months. And so in the real world, Kurt does teleport in literally for a moment. He gets out. Reset? reset, Don't.
1: don't. And then he's back.
0: Yeah. So he doesn't even get the destroy part out. The team is debating because, (laughs) was it Scott? Was like, oh, he says don't reset. So we gotta destroy it, right? Like, no, no,
1: Spike says saying. that. Spike's like interpreting as don't reset and wants to blow it up. And Scott is like, no, why That's would right. he say it in that order? And, and Spike is like, no, 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 it's okay, blow it up.
0: <laughs> and did, didn't Kitty have another comment here? He's like, boys and their explosions, man. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, and that, this is where Scott, this is why he's the leader, because he's like, okay, let's decode this. None of this checks out.
1: He will absolutely be a goofball. But when shit gets serious, he knows when to to stop. And, it's and kind then of a
0: sentimental moment because Scott yeah, sees all this.
1: Yeah, Scott he's able to happens. watch it all happen. And then Scott is the one in charge of resetting it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he see he like looking at all the controls. Luckily, they're all I guess understandable. So he's like restart. That means the same thing as reset. <laughs> sure. And, yeah. Sure it's it is. A- <laughs> there were a, a lot
1: sick. of buttons for that thing to have like one reset button. I just That's want right. to point that out.
0: He hits it and instead of just dropping Forge and Kurt back in the world like like they had teleported into the middle version, it was like an orb opened up. Yeah. And I don't quite understand what the physics was supposed to be here, but it doesn't matter. They it it was cartoon physics. There was yeah. definitely there was definitely the we need to have a
1: fight in the episode. That's
0: what it was. So Kurt's like we need to go through and Forge like, we don't have enough battery or power to go through. And I don't know how that works. It looks like there's a door over there you can walk through. Yeah, you could just walk forward, but (laughs) apparently not. And right about then, Avalanche, Toad, and Blob show up. With Avalanche in his outfit for the first time. Yeah, yeah, I I don't like this outfit. I'm
1: cool with a lot of redesigns. This one, candidly, just didn't do it for me.
0: Rogue is literally like, none of this shit has anything to do with me. Peace. (laughs) And then leaves. They actually drop Mystique's name too. Like no, They're like, right. oh, Mystique wants whatever. And then they, they're like, Bro, you're working for Mystique. And she's like, I don't work for anybody. None of this has anything to do with me. I'm out. And she leaves. No. Oh, no, This fight ain't mine. That's what she said. Yep. And so they fight. It's it's, it's an X-Men battle. Like One of the things that the show does really well is I think the fights are pretty entertaining.
1: They're usually pretty good choreography to them. Mm-hmm. They specify that she wants the the gun for, for their team, basically. Yeah. Or they want to get the gun for
0: her. And then in the middle verse, they find the car that dropped in there earlier. I thought they were just going to hijack the battery. Same. So I the thought they were going to hijack the battery as well. Mm-hmm. And then in the real world, the fight is still going. And then Curt and Forge Ferris Bueller through the portal. Right Barrel into Blob. Forward. Yeah. It, the whole car, and it was like, you would have murdered that kid. Like, it blobs. Well, they literally oh. even said, thank God I'm the Blob, basically. Because yeah. anybody else would be dead. And then Avalanche and Blob are like, yeah, we're tired of this they just leave <laughs> well the thing they want to steal is broken they're like yeah.
1: again this group of the you know the brotherhood are not killers they're mm-hmm. pieces of shit but they're not like I guess it's just murder and that's pointless so we're just gonna get in trouble if we kill them right now
0: yeah so they just casually leave not even in a hurry and Rogue is watching them take off from behind a tree I think the purpose of that was to kind of show that she's still unsure she's kind of gauging like if I have to be lean one side or the other, like which which is going to be in true X Men fashion, they're all sitting up in the parking lot, and in true X Men fashion, they offer Forge the opportunity to join Xavier's Institute. And Forge has a good point. He's like, I should probably go find my parents, and he cracks the joke. I'm 20 years late for my curfew. Not to go dark. We do we, gone, do, we right? do we want to assume that his parents are still their
1: kid disappeared in this area 20 years ago. Even if they're still alive, do you think they literally like lived in the same house? Like that's a Two block walk from the school. Yeah, like I would probably be like, I need to restart my life somewhere else. Right.
0: I think Cyclops gives him the number. They give a phone number. Yeah. So I feel like we're gonna see him again. And once again, I like that this was kind of an interesting way to keep Forge both knowledgeable in the wisdom, like his age of his wisdom.
1: Yeah, because even though he's he's the appearance of a a eighteen year old ish, he at least has twenty additional years of when he was stuck in the Middle Verse and. You get the impression, even if he was not doing stuff externally, he still would have been able to, like, sit in on classes and hear conversation. Mm-hmm. So if there's anybody who's ever going to get stuck in a school
0: and benefit from it, it's Forge. Oh, I didn't think about that. That has to be that has to be someone's hell, right? Just being stuck. In it's got to be certain people's hell. But yeah, yeah Forge be stuck in high school
1: and not be able to die to die. If you're stuck in high school for, like, six months that you can't leave, like, how long before you say, fuck it, I'm never getting out?
0: Yeah, geez. Then Scott apologizes to everyone, and they're all surprised. They all have their reaction, they, their jaws drop. They're like, "Yep." And then like, Kurt apologizes for being a goofball. My note here is, this is not quite what happened, but my note here says, then they decide to mind-wipe Duncan Matthews so they can get Kitty into the party.
1: So, before they do that,
0: <laughs> there is a moment of
1: Scott trying to, like, you know he's like oh yeah you know we're gonna head back and we're gonna do a level three simulation on the danger room and everybody's like oh god damn it he's back and then he goes psych and i'm like stop it stop it right now stop with the fucking pun i hate the pun but everybody has a good laugh and then they're like yeah we're the x-men we'll get you into the party and i think to your point gene is going to make duncan think that that she's a,
0: a sophomore something yeah or they're gonna sneak her in some other way yeah but I, I really feel like they're gonna manipulate someone's mind because that seems to be like the pattern for them
1: well they're learning from this version of xavier right <laughs> he has no boundaries yeah and then there was the animation flaw which sometimes we've seen this where one person is animated and the other person's voice happened and that happened because they go let's roll and it was kurt's voice with cyclops animated oh that's so funny i didn't notice that i must yeah. have looked away by then yeah because you don't pause the way i do you're usually typing your notes in
0: real time I'm typing in real time unless something crazy happens and i have to like dissect yeah hundred things are happening at once and also by this point of the episode it, that's pretty much it that's why they drive into the like the, i would say sunset but into like the night twilight whatever to go to the party yeah that's the end the, the episode and that's the end place. yeah but i see why scott liked the or you know scott and i to like this it was kind of a fun way to once again we're still introducing characters it doesn't feel redundant you know because that's really it'd be a really easy to just feel like it's repeating itself for my, however many times they're going to do this to introduce characters to us. Right. But the whole Middleverse thing, even if the Middleverse never comes back up, just this idea that there's a pocket dimension that Forge has been stuck in for decades, is a, it's a unique-to-Forge origin story for him, for lack of better words. It was also an adventure for the team.
1: I thought it was interesting because when we were trying to figure out what the episode was that Scott wanted to be on, I think the way you worded it to me is like, there's something about a virtual reality episode. I'm like, I am not seeing that in any of the fucking descriptions
0: yeah. right now. Well, and that's what Scott, that's how Scott worded to me. That's why I sent it to you that way. And I was like, was this the one? He's like, I think so. I was like, cool. Well, we were hoping it would be a later season. So it'd be like, you know, after you were like long married or whatever. I mean, it's in the first, like, it's not, it's like in the first batch. Of yeah.
1: The episodes for this yeah. Series. Like we literally started recording evolution in June and we're at the end of June right now to record this. So it was like, oh wow. We literally gave ourselves like no runway. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it was a fun episode. I, I, I dug it, and you know, it's funny, I feel like one of the characters that got probably the most complex development was Rogue. Because it's more evidence of, like, she's not really on anyone's side. She's just kind of figuring it out, and just she's looking out for herself, which rightfully so. Yeah, I kind of get the
1: vibe that she's the at least in season one going to be the most complex character. For some reason, that is totally the the feeling I get off of her.
0: They're actually making her live up to her name in this series. I liked her. I loved her in the '92 series, but she wasn't really rogue. She was a team player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was all about the team at that point. Yeah,
1: the only the only time she went rogue, so to speak,
0: was when she like instantly fell back in love with Cody and was like, "Fuck my responsibilities." Right. Maybe that was the hint. Was like before and before the x-men she was rogue and that's why they called her that
1: yeah you know when she was ruining carol danvers's life right and cody's <laughs> well, definitely cody's because in in this one it's like we got the impression that when she releases the power is when the people go back so cody wasn't in the hospital for that long versus x-men 92 rogue. Uh, carol danvers was in that coma for at least 10 to 15 years i want right. to say
0: Yeah. Any last thoughts or fun tidbits? No, we hit all the tidbits as
1: we were going. The the only other thing that stood out was Forge at the end when they Ferris Bueller the car into (laughs) blob. He comments about the airbags. I'm like, what are these? And looked it up. Airbags came out originally in 1971. They were not standard in cars until 1999, but it wouldn't have been unheard of for somebody to know what an airbag was. Especially like... You have The kid who's making like teleportation guns for the science fair, mm-hmm. he likely would have been one of the ones who would understand what an airbag was at that point. But
0: yeah, what do they call them like re entry cushions or something?
1: Yeah, Kurt made a, a joke about it being like you know, like for a crashed like ship or something like that, they essentially.
0: Standard till 99. I guess that does check
1: they were out. they were not required in yeah. all cars until 1999.
0: I think it's that number on paper seems right it just emotionally doesn't feel right that it was that long ago it's kind of like when you see stuff from the early 80s when seat belts became required
1: dude there has been an instagram reel that has popped up a couple times over the last month or two and it was talking about how at one point they actually needed to ban people from drinking while they were driving I remember that And there are the yeah. people who are complaining about that. They're like, yeah, they're taking away our rights. It's communism. The guy can't have a beer or two while he's driving home from work. Not you can stop at a bar and have a drink. It was the literally while driving beer can in your mouth.
0: Yeah, history repeats itself. It's always the same argument. Yep. So, you know, like, Nobody
1: knows what history. communism is, is the one thing I keep learning about yeah, our right. history as a country. Nobody knows what communism is. That and what rights actually are (laughs) yeah that too
0: (laughs) thanks for joining us if you have any thoughts make sure to drop them in the comments either the youtube upload or official instagram post about this episode and i didn't say it last episode but we don't have any official sources of information for the show so if you watch it in real time and actually know more stuff about it while it's airing leave those in the comments i'll have to look it up you
1: you did shout it out at the end of episode two i do remember you doing that yeah yeah.
0: our friend scott had mentioned something about there being some commercials featuring gene gray that i Forgot to look up before this one, but I'll mention it next time. Great. If you know any like cool tidbits about that? Like that'd be cool to have because we don't have like a book that they wrote about this show. I mean, last like, one you know.
1: we had two books,
0: right? And if you like what you heard, we appreciate a rating on the podcast app you're choosing. Once again, that's the best way for us, besides word of mouth, to find new listeners. And it sounds like a lot more people than we thought are really into this evolution show. So we love to find find more fans because we're becoming fans as we're watching it. Yep. And those platforms are Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and I still don't know what Castbox is. But if you're on there, more. Power to you.
1: There's also some new podcast service that popped up when it says the sources of our listeners that I have never heard of, even beyond the cast box stuff of you not knowing it. I literally <sighs> have never seen it before. Welcome our Middleverse listeners, then. Good old Middleverse. <laughs>